Hi, friends. Welcome to Race to Rise podcast, a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy-to-follow practices to live a better life. I am your host, Mithal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. Hello and welcome to another episode of Race to Rise podcast where we bring you a special guest. You are going to be mind blown. So if you're doing something, you need to stop and like literally listen to this episode because if you're a parent, then you don't want to miss it. It's just one of those things that I'm really passionate about. I truly believe in prevention, not the cure. And I truly believe in, you know, looking for a root cause. So today's guest is all about she believes in finding the root cause. And, you know, she doesn't believe in concealing or or putting a band-aid. Rather, go to the root cause and using the modalities that are available to us. So today we're going to meet our, you know, certified transformational coach, Maria. She is a mom herself of two boys who helps other moms heal from postpartum depression, anxieties, you know, without use of medications. Now, disclaimer here, that doesn't mean that we're not saying that you don't, you know, you stop taking your medications, but we are just saying that there are alternate routes as well. And you might also want to give it a shot, you know, with taking your medications and of course, consult your health professionals and everything. And so with her unique coaching approach that blends, and I'm not going to say what exactly that she blends because I want that to be surprised, but she also focuses on self-compassion work and, you know, her deep knowledge of maternal mental health. She actually like really is like a, like a healing God, I want to (laughs) say, you know, a healing angel who is helping us, parents like us, heal our own inner, you know, inner childhood traumas and break free from dysfunctional familial patterns and eliminate the main thing, eliminate shame and guilt. So Maria, welcome to our show. I'm super excited to have you and can't wait to hear your wisdom of nuggets and, you know, share with other moms and parents, moms and dads, everyone out there. (laughs) Thank you, Mital. That was such a sweet introduction. And I'm really excited to be on and to share with your audience everything that I can share with them. You you got a lot. Trust me. I, you know, I I know that you got a lot and everybody's going to be super, super stoked when they hear the, the modality that we're talking about. Before I dive into it, I want to share that I have a personal story. The reason I got into parent coaching is because I have witnessed what disconnected childhood looks like, what childhood trauma feels like. My husband suffered from depression and anxiety for almost a decade, where he also ended up on a substance abuse route because he didn't know how to work with his depression and anxieties. So on to numb his emotions and the feelings that, you know, sometimes he wasn't feeling anything because he was depressed and sometimes he was feeling a little too much when he was anxious. He didn't know what to do with those at a young age. So he ended up on the substance abuse. You know, he just got onto that because he wanted to numb the pain. He couldn't handle it. I wish I knew 10 years ago so that we could heal his, you know, heal his inner child and work through his trauma at an early phase, but it's never too late. I know that there is a space and a time for medications and healthcare is much needed. But I'm also a firm believer of using different modalities that can, you know, help us find the root cause 
And instead of putting a bandaid on, let's just heal from within, right? So I appreciate your work. So without taking a further ado, I want to open up that surprise box and tell everyone what is that special modality that you use in your coaching and and how that helps moms heal from, you know, depression and anxieties. Yeah, so I'm an EFT coach. And if Mm. you haven't heard of EFT before, it stands for emotional freedom technique or tapping is another way people refer to it. And so what I love about it is that it's simple, it's painless, doesn't require that many points on your body. And so what Mm. we do is we're using points that you would use in acupuncture, your meridian points, Mm. and we tap on them while talking about the negative, what the problem is. But what's really cool, which something I didn't know up until recently, is that the meridians are actually our autonomic nervous system, which is amazing. They're one and the same. Yeah, that's why it works so well. It's a fantastic somatic therapy because you are tapping directly on your nervous system Mm. while you're saying this. So you're providing your nervous system with this rhythmic tapping you are providing it with safety and you're able to recount the event that happened in a safe environment instead of in that traumatizing environment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't even have to go into the event. There's different techniques where we don't Mm -hmm. even have to have you talk about the event because if it's too traumatizing, we don't want to take you there. Mm. we will bring you down before we even take you there so that's another amazing thing about EFT is that we are not going to re-traumatize you when we're working on it which is something I love that's amazing so I will tell you I did know a little bit about EFT I was introduced to EFT and I've, I've learned about tapping I even practiced a little I think I learned from Gabby Bernstein I don't remember where when how but There was like the touch points that you touch by the eyebrows, by the collarbone, you know, by the ears and stuff. It helped me be present. And so like how you're saying that it touches the nervous system. No wonder it helps us because it is helping us regulate our nervous system. Coming from a science background, I love that this also has some logical explanations. Because of course, I know that I get very skeptical when I learn about new modalities. Like, okay, how do you know that it works, right? You got to have some research. You got to have some data. You got to have something that you can say, okay, there's a study done or, you know, it it actually works. So I'm glad that you brought up a point about nervous system. You did mention that, you know, yeah, of course, you don't want to re-traumatize. Is there like a time How long do we have to do it? How does it work? Like, I'm curious to know. Yeah, so like when I have a client come in and let's say we are dealing with a trauma, I will ask them, are they able to talk about it? Or would that make them feel so traumatized they're unable to talk about it? And I'll have them rated from like on a scale of one to 10, right? If they tell me it's like a 10 or a 20, like then we're not talking about it. So we have different techniques. There's these three techniques with trauma. There is a movie technique where we sort of pretend that whatever happened is like a movie. So it's almost like a third person. You depersonalize it. That's as if you're watching a movie, you're not really participating. You give it a name and you tap on the movie. There is the tell the story technique. That's when you kind of are more ready to talk about it and you tell it as a story while you're tapping 
And the one for when you really can't talk about is called tearless trauma, where we're not even really talking about the trauma. I'm not even asking them to really remember it. We're just saying that pretend you had to think about it. What number would you give it? Okay. And then we just say this trauma, this trauma, you know, like I might bring in some details if they brought in some details, but basically we're not going to talk about it up until that number of theirs goes down enough that we can move into the technique where we talk more about it. Right. So if they tell me they went from a 10 to a five, I'm going to ask them, like, are we ready then for the movie technique? Can you say it's a movie and give the movie a name? We'd work on that and ask them, what number is it now? Did it go down? If it went down enough that they can finally talk about it, they can tell me like, yes, I can talk about it without my body pretty much going into shock. That's when we move on to the tell the story technique. Now, there's no prescribed time how long that takes, right? It all depends on the person, depends on the severity of the trauma. You can get there in one session. You might have to take multiple sessions to get there. All depends on the person. But there are these very gentle techniques where we literally don't even have to talk about it. If the person is in such distress, they can't even bring themselves to remember what happened. And that's the other cool part, right? Like if there's some trauma that they don't remember, like sometimes some childhood traumas, right? Our brain... Yeah, bury them. They're like, I'm not touching that. I don't mm-hmm. even have to know about it. We just need to know, oh, there's a trauma. And we'll just tap on it until maybe the brain is ready to surface the memory. Wow. So I really like that. It's like we are, you know, getting attuned to our body, mm-hmm. to our consciousness. We're kind of becoming more self-aware of ourselves. Yeah. Because there are times where... For example, I didn't know that, you know, for a long time that I'm afraid of rejections. I come across as a very confident person and, you know, I'll just, I'm a go-getter, so I'll go get it. And I am, but then I noticed that for me to invite someone on podcast, I used to push it off because I didn't want to hear no. And I used to always give different reasoning, like, you know, my schedule doesn't meet up with other people's schedule and this and that. And then one day I said, you know what, I'm going to have to journal this out. And that's when I learned that, you know, it's the fear. I'm afraid of rejection. Well, then I had to, you know, like, how far, where is this coming from? It's coming from childhood, from when I was 14. I wouldn't have known if I didn't have journal or, you know, I went through therapy as well and came across that. And I have a lot of other blogs. And it's just like, you don't know until you revisit sometime. And I really like what you mentioned that, you know, there is a gentle way of doing it. Like you don't talk about trauma until the person is ready to feel that in their body or, you know, until they're ready to talk about it so that doesn't traumatize them again. Mm -hmm. That's so neat. Okay. Now I understand that there is no, you know, no prescription. Would you ever say that a person is healed completely from trauma? I mean, from a piece of trauma, right? Like you could move past a lot of it. What I have found with EFT for myself and for a lot of other people is that things like trauma or discovering what's underneath, it's almost like peeling an onion. When, mm, because that's when you what start, I to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when you start opening it up, you might actually get to the core of it that you didn't even realize Correct. was there, right? So you can heal that trauma. Does that going to mean you're going to be completely healed from everything? Probably not, because all of us have sustained multiple traumas. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's one big event, right, that we're aware of but sometimes it's multiple events like it doesn't have to be big t trauma for it to really make a dent in our system and to be stored right so 
I think you can get healed from a specific trauma for sure. Mm-hmm. But are you ever going to be truly healed? I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's ever possible, right? I think that's the All whole right. point. We heal as much as we can in our lifetime. <laughs> but- Amazing. That's a perspective that I wanted to bring up. And I'm so glad that you're It's like, I feel like oh, I am heard. <laughs> <Because laughs> I truly believe there is no such thing as I'm healed. You know, it is a process. It is a journey. That's why we say I am healing. Like how you said, you know, you might reach a, a layer and then you you might realize like, oh, there's something else to work on. Oh, there's another breakthrough, right? And so it, we're always work in progress. And I think that's what the life means. Like, you know, it's about work in progress. And that's why we have coaches like you who takes us through this, you know, whole onion peeling layers of the, you know, the traumas and you know, help us move forward instead of just entertaining our past. And so I love these kind of modalities that help us work through what's been and at the same time focus what's next, what's the future, what steps can I take to move forward? So now, have you ever or do you think we can use EFT with kids? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've used it with my children a lot. I even participated recently in a collection where we created different tools for kids. And one of them was I created a tapping for anxiety for kids. Specifically, I basically used simpler language to do it for them. There's two ways to do it with kids. Mm. So, you know, your older and more willing kid can follow you and do the tapping with you. So you just use simpler language when you do it, but they can basically do the same points and everything. Now, if you have a younger kid who is perhaps unable to participate due to a physical or mental disability or whatever reason, they're just not able to participate. Like developmentally, they're not there. Yeah, they're not there. They're younger. They don't want Mm -hmm. to. Like my sons are four and almost seven. And while my seven-year-old will maybe entertain the idea of me tapping Mm -hmm. in him for like 10 seconds, he will run off. My younger son won't even let me touch him or Mm. do it himself. So what you can do is called surrogate tapping, which is you're tapping on yourself, but you're tapping it for your child. Wait, 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 (laughs) wait. I love this idea. Say it again. Did you just say it again? Yeah. So it's called (laughs) surrogate tapping. And so you can tap on yourself for somebody else. And we usually use it with, you know, you can use it with kids. You can use it with people who are, let's say, in a state where they're unable to do it themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Like somebody might be paralyzed and they Mm -hmm. can't tap on themselves. That doesn't mean they can't benefit from tapping. You can (sighs) do it for yourself and send your intention and energy to them. That's where it gets a little less scientific, right? Yeah, no, no. Our energies and how our energies are connected because we are all interconnected as one Mm -hmm. energetic field. And who are you more connected to than your own child, right? Especially Mm -hmm. as a mom, as a dad, you are connected to them and you can absolutely tap on yourself, send that intention to them. And that way they could still receive benefits, which is what I do for mine because they will not sit still for me. (laughs) I really, really love that. So I totally come from a science background, but I also believe a lot in the frequencies that we send because I'm a big nerd of human design. And it. <laughs> it, it's all about energy, right? It's all about mm-hmm. how we're broadcasting the energy and how we're receiving the energy, right? What kind of energy we're giving and what kind of energy we're receiving. And so I truly believe in that. And 
of course, I believe in intentions, you know, as a, as a parent or, you know, just even a caretaker of your adult parents or, you know, grandparents, just like doing prayers for someone, right? It's yep. like similar thing. You are actually working, you know, doing something, sending meditations and prayers someone's way. And here you're doing tapping for someone. I love the concept. I'm like super fascinated right now. <laughs> like my brain is just like, what? Okay, who can I do the tapping for now? <laughs> Definitely for your children. You know? I know, this is amazing because I also know that from from this, you know, I, I would I would ask the way you do it for kids because I know you have strong-willed kids, boys yes. specifically. Yeah. My yeah. little one is a strong-willed assertive five-year-old he <laughs> knows what he wants and he also gets like very frustrated and you know easily his default emotion is anger I'm a firm believer in emotional intelligence for our kids and guiding them on how to you know feel it's okay to feel the emotions that they're feeling and you know and let them experience the whole spectrum of emotions because when they feel emotions with us it will be okay for them to you know feel them when they're older when they're adulting is there anything that we can do for anger let me just ask you short and sweet like how do you work with that kid <laughs> oh, strong-willed I I mean, it's hard because mine are not only strong-willed, my eldest has ADHD. So mm -hmm. our impulse control is very limited and anger is the dominating emotion too. And Same. it's really, mm -hmm. yeah, it's really hard. So I do use surrogate tapping when I can on him, like sometimes before going to bed or if they're like, let's say going to bed and I'm sitting with them and I'll just tap for them while I'm there. I focus it on the anger and I focus it with the best intention because my intention isn't necessarily to change the behavior, but my intention right. is to help him not feel so angry. So right. I just tap on like, you know, even though I'm so angry, you know, my mommy still loves me or like, even uh -huh. though I completely lost my cool, like I'm still a good boy, like things like that. And I'll just tap like my anger, you know, my maybe impulsivity, like I'll just use like short words to help mm -hmm. kind of calm his system down. Now it's a work in process, right? Mm -hmm. Even with EFT, I cannot change the fact that he has ADHD and he's oh, yeah. incredibly impulsive, right? But I have noticed that days after I do this, the next day, he's just even the tiniest bit less impulsive and less easy to anger. And I'll take that, you know, as a win oh. anytime. And I also don't use EFT on myself because the amount of times that I have become dysregulated after this wave of anger was unleashed on me, right? Mm -hmm. And then I can't regulate myself. Then I would sit down and I would tap on my own EFT of the fact of how am I so dysregulated and how angry and sad and everything I am, release my emotions. And then I'm able to be more present for him a little bit later. Yeah, so, like two oh. ways that you could you can help yourself and your child because you kind of need it like a lot of anger is it's hard to handle in the house. For, for sure I love that the fact that you bring that you know we also do get dysregulated because again the energy that we have around us you know we easily just hop onto the train a train of tantrums or you know a train of anger is just right next to us so of course you know we're feeling the same and it is hard to be calm and to be present. And it only comes with practice. It's not about shaming ourselves that how can I be dysregular or how can I get so angry? It's just, it's a practice. It's just going to take the work. 
just reminding ourselves it is hard thing and I can do hard things. And then like you're you're giving us a I, I love the wonderful tip. And I love that language, by the way, you're talking about. So for mom and dads, you know, you're listening to us, go check out her page. It is parenting on board. And it's we parent will on board. Parent on board, sorry. Yeah. And so we are leaving all the Look at me. I'm just so excited. Like, I just want to just go on and on. And so check out Maria on Parent on Board at Parent on Board. And we're going to leave all her website links and, you know, the social medias where you can find her. The fact that this helps us regulate ourselves and where we can be, you know, present so we can co-regulate our child. Bang on. It's amazing. This is incredible. Right. Because everyone tells us you go, there's unsolicited advice. Make sure you stay calm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do this. Stop. Pause. I understand. But, you know, it's also so hard. It is. When specifically, (laughs) like, you know, a child is dysregulated. We hopped under the same dysregulation train. And now it's just like two dysregulated people cannot regulate each other or they cannot even regulate themselves. And so, yes, it is about stepping back and using tools like EFT to calm ourselves, calm our nervous system down. Like how you mentioned earlier, this is about tapping on our nervous system. It's like a rhythmic touch points to our nervous system. And so that helps us regulate, that helps us come to our regulation, that helps us calm down. So now we can co-regulate with our child. Yeah. And that's what I used it for too, because like, you know, you earlier said about shame. I had a lot of shame about the fact that how dysregulated I was. And that's Mm. what I used to tap on after we'd have our blowout fights where I would sit and cry for like an hour while tapping on Mm. all the shame that was sitting inside. And the thing is, the more I did it, the less that shame started coming up. So you know how we're talking about healing? I feel like I'm pretty much healed that shame piece. I no longer have it. I can't Mm. say never get dysregulated when he's dysregulated, but it's easier for me to come out of it. And it's also easier for me not to get as dysregulated as I did before. Because Mm. the thing is, when we get dysregulated, it's such a spiral and it's such a quick one too. Right. Right. We can't stop ourselves. The thing is why I love this and why it works so well is because what happens is like when we're dysregulated, what happens? Our nervous system is in fight or flight, right? Our nervous system does not see that it's our child yelling at us. It could be a bear, like, you know, right. growling at us. Our amygdala is like danger, 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 right. right? And that's where you bring in the EFT to be like, you know, you could even stand there and tap in the moment because the cool part is they might look at you and be like, oh, what's mom doing? Exactly. Well, I do it, right? But you're breaking the pattern. And it's just so impactful because I tried breathing mm-hmm. while he was doing it. And I'm like, I can't even access that part of me because I am so angry mm-hmm. at this little mini me that's yelling at me that like, I can't even breathe. And he can't mm-hmm. breathe. Nobody can breathe, right? But I can tap and I can start bringing myself down. Now when I'm bringing myself down, I can all of a sudden bring breath in. Mm. so that's what I love about it that it's it's easy to access when you need it in those like moments of you know everything just blew up yeah during the heat of the moment it's hard to breathe it's like that you know five sense meditation because Mm -hmm. now what you're doing we're using all our five senses you know we're using the voice you know we're using that sound we're using the ears and we're touching the points it's like we are concentrating all our senses to our nervous system trying to calm it down instead of just the breath and then eventually the you know the breathing piece comes along once our bodies calmed down 
I have to tell you again and again, this is my favorite piece of modality now on. I'm going to have to geek into it. I'm going to have to just go after you and like, you know, learn everything <laughs> and start practicing it because it's a really practical tool to have in our toolbox because I do a lot of conscious parent work and, you know, there's a lot of inner child work. And I understand that, you know, in our information world right now, we have gentle parenting, respectful parenting, connection parenting, positive, all kinds of parenting. But we also have to understand that parenting is a challenging leadership. And so mm -hmm. have you mentioned earlier, when we do it, our kids are seeing us, so they will model. And that's what conscious parenting is about, about modeling for them, the behavior that we want them to adapt. Why don't we do it for them? Because I truly believe that whether it's children or adults, we all learn by living. Right. And so if, if when they see it, they might start doing it. They might experience difference. So they might be like, okay, this might become their coping skill. You never know. This might give them the relief, like how you mentioned, you know, sometimes it's hard to catch the breath because yeah. we're so much into the different wheel and the frequency. It's hard to, for us to come back. So I am super fascinated. So Maria, this is amazing. And I'm so glad that you came and, you know, you shared such an amazing tool with us and our audience. Parents are going to be thrilled knowing this. And we're going to have to follow you to learn oh, more great. about these things. So, you know, tell us how do you work? You know, who do you work with? And what are some of the some of the exciting projects that you have for this year? Yeah, so I, I mean, I primarily focus on moms because mm -hmm. my belief is is that we can help if we can help moms, then we can help the whole family. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I am more than happy to do sessions with kids too. But you know, moms are my passion. I want to focus on moms. I do one on one sessions. They're all virtual. So I have two different packages. I have a more structured package for moms if they want to sort of go on this motherhood journey and essentially remake motherhood into the way that they would like. And then they have a smaller package, which is EFT only tapping mm. so that if you have like a specific problem right now that you're coming up across, this is a great package because it's uniquely tailored to you. I will ask you kind of what the problem is. We're going to work away on that problem and see what else comes up. My favorite part is that somebody usually comes with me with a problem and then it blossoms into something completely different. Wow. Like, you know, I've never even thought of this being as an issue, right? So. I think that's that's the beauty of coaching, right? Mm -hmm. We like when someone comes for a coaching session, they think they need A, yeah. but during the exploration, they're like, I never thought about B. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Like, you know, we always go for what's underneath the iceberg. And I absolutely have to agree with you that it's just that's just the art of coaching. Yeah, we think we I need this, but when you do the work, you find out like, oh no, there's yeah. something totally different than what I'm looking at. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no. So I love doing that. I love working one on one with my mamas. Like I've had such great progress with a lot of people, and very different. Sometimes they come in for one problem, and we end up doing something business related mm. eventually because it relates to that. Sometimes we clear out one problem so fast that we're like, "Oh, we have sessions left over. What else would we like to work right. on?" Right? Like you never know with EFT, it it can go fast in some problems, it can go slow in some problems. Mm -hmm. Usually, it takes a few sessions to really see any sort of progress. But sometimes, yeah, things move really fast because you're so ready to right. get through it that your body is like finally I got the release oh my god please mm -hmm. let's continue right so mm -hmm. that's what I absolutely love doing and working with other moms so 
I'm so glad. Thank you, Maria, for bringing that up. So if you're one of those, you know, who is looking to add another tool in your toolbox, because we all know parenting is hard and yes. no one sat us down and taught us how to parent. <laughs> and even if they even if they would have taught us, who knew that we would have strong-willed child, <laughs> right? <laughs> in in my and Maria's case, right? It's because I totally believe there is no one-size-fits solution for parents. We all have a unique journey. We all have unique child. And so, you know, our parenting journey is also unique. And again, parenting is also not about being a perfect parent. And that's why we here at Race to Rise, we bring you all different, you know, kinds of learnings here. And, the, you know, we fill your toolbox with tools like how Maria brought today, EFT, which we never shared on, on our podcast here. So I am so thankful, Maria, for bringing this new piece of guidance for us and, you know, a tool for us to keep it in our toolkit as a parent, which can help us on a regular you know, on, on a daily basis and, you know, start doing doing this. So for those of you who are looking to learn more about EFT, go check out Maria's page and all the links and details are in the show notes. And I am super, super, super grateful and excited for everyone who is actually going to give it a try. Um, I know I will. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, I'm looking forward to it. I love making new connections and helping people use this tool because it really is amazing. It, it sure is. And the language that you shared about, you know, helping with kids, I am so curious and I'm going to have to hop off of this call and hop onto the call with you because I want to know, like, how does that work with kids? Because I would love to give another coping skill. You never know what works best for him. He, he does, you know, my, my little one does breathing and everything. Doesn't hurt. This is a no, natural okay. thing. There is no side effects to it. Nope. All you yeah. The, the only side effect is you might become more aware of yourself. I mean, you know, yeah. if, if you want that, <laughs> go for yeah, it. That is definitely a side effect, <laughs> <laughs> but a good one. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you, Maria, for your for your wisdom, and we appreciate your presence and your gifts. No, oh, thank you so much for having me and letting me share this with you. Absolutely. That's it for this week's episode of Race to Rise. Be sure to sign up to our email list at risewithmetal.com and join us again next time for more wisdom about life, kids, and everything in between. I am Mital Patel wishing you happy raising and rising.